everyone, and welcome to episode 27 of Going Beyond Salvation of Season 2. And I'm your host, Jess Robinson. And so today, we're kind of going along in the daily reading. And, you know, I... It, it's a lot of, you know, I just want to say, you know, when I'm doing a lot of this daily reading, you know, I'm on this journey with all believers, you know, I've not figured everything out and, you know, the Lord still works in me in my life. It's a, it's a constant journey. You know, your attitudes aren't instantly changed when you're a brand new believer. And I was, as I was reading numbers and on the vows, it was, the Lord was convicting my heart about promises that, you know, I've made that, you know, especially to him and, and to, you know, other people that I feel like I haven't been fulfilling those. And, and it's hard because like the Lord just, you know, I just felt it on my heart as I was reading it, you know, that felt that conviction and but that's what's great about the Lord is he is so, you know, as you read this word and, and you're in this journey with him, he He speaks to your heart, you know, and, and he's just, that's what's so great about having this relationship with the Lord is, you know, it's not like a lot of mistakes that people make is... You know, they think that they can't be a, a a believer, that they can't accept Jesus until they get their life figured out. And that's not how it is. You know, it's, you know, come as you are, you know, his arms are there, you know, to embrace you. And it's just come as you are. And the thing about it is, is he doesn't, you know, we're made new. But we're still on this journey, you know, and, and, and granted, you know, we've dealt with old lives and, and old attitudes, old habits that, that have to change. And, and for some people it's, there's an instant change, but for some it's a, it's a process. And I know there are things in my life that are a process and, you know, as the Lord spoke to me with vows, people go, why did he put that in here? You know, what, what is this whole thing about the vows? And it was just making it clear that God required his people to keep their promises to him and to others. And I think it's, it's still the same way too today that, you know, when you make a promise to somebody, you better keep it. And when you make a promise to God, and you know, there are people out there that, they they make these promises to God. I you know, I hear people that, you know, it's it's that whole thing of, you know, they're in a dire situation, especially those who haven't accepted the Lord as their savior. It's they're they're in these dire situations going, Lord, you know, get me out of this situation and I'll follow you and then things change around but they don't change you know they they don't end up following the lord they just go back to their old ways 
you know, we have to be careful, you know, especially when we make promises to the Lord, you know, that, you know, he wants us to fulfill them. And then, you know, there's things that he wants us to do and go, okay, God, I'm going to do it, but you don't end up doing it. And I know the Lord has spoken to my heart in that, you know, about keeping promises and and doing what he wants me to do, being obedient. And, and then just some of the things in my life personally that, you know, some of my relationships with people, even my husband, that I, I sit there go, wow, you know, I need, I really need to focus on that. (laughs) So, you know, and he really, you know, he was just emphasizing that, you know, insincerity, lying, and hypocrisy had no place among his people. And it's the same way with us. You know, even as, as New Testament believers, you know, as present age body of Christ, there's no place for for insincerity, lying, and hypocrisy, which is hard because you even think about it, the little white lies that you tell people because, you know, you don't want to go, you know, you're just so tired and you, you know, you had made a commitment to go to this party and you're just so tired and just a little white, you know, you just tell a little white lie going, well, I don't feel good. Though that affects your, your relationship with God, you know, and, and that's, that's just something that really spoke to my heart with this. And, you know, and I'm a work in progress, you know, as, as I go on, I, I, you know, my life, is, you know, as, as we go into Psalm 38, also when, you know, the consequences of sin, you know, being convicted, you know, it's, it, it really does take a hold of you. And, and so, you know, and, and here, you know, he ends up, you know, giving special provisions that, for rash vows of youth and, and of vows that affect a, the relationship between a husband and wife or father and daughter. You know, he did make provisions knowing that there were going to be certain instances. And, and so, you know, it just ended up really speaking to my heart about that. And, you know, I'm going to kind of just actually jump into... Psalm 38, we're just, we're not going to take a break and then we'll come back to numbers. So it's going to kind of jump back and forth and this is going to be kind of a weird episode. I know it's going to be like, what is going on? It's just whatever the, the Lord lays on my heart. And I just felt like I just needed to just jump into Psalm 38 here. And, you know, it, it David writes his Psalm and and we know that, you know, David had this heart for the Lord, but David had also sinned. And this one's before, you know, the well-known one that we'll talk about, you know, in Psalm, you know, Psalm 50. If I remember, it's Psalm 51. Yeah, it's Psalm 51. 
and he, you know, where he commits adultery with Bathsheba, but, you know, David wasn't, you know, totally perfect. And we see that transparency in his Psalms that, that even he had suffered, you know, had sinned and felt, you know, the rebuke from the Lord. And this is one of those Psalms that, you know, his prayer for God to withdraw chastisement from, for, for sin. And he's, you're reading this, you know, what is happening to him that he's, he's dealing with, you know, sickness, obviously, you know, the, the weight of sin is upon him and it's, it's making him sick. And, and actually some doctors have, um, evaluated like this Psalm and, and have actually provided medical, um, explanation to what could have been happening. Uh, some of his psalms and stuff, um, you know, I've heard of that they were saying that, that he was probably suffering from a sexually transmitted disease. I've heard of that, which, you know, you think about it, how many wives he had, but, um, and that he just loved women, you know, he, he struggled with, with, you know, women and, and, and all of that, that was his biggest weakness. But, you know, apart from that, really, you, you don't have to worry about details like that. But when you look at sin, it, he had, you know, re, you know, been ransacked with disease and failing strength and, and that, and he knows that the reason, this is the result of his sin. And, you know, he ends up accepting his punishment. You know, we read in verse 18, I confess my iniquity. I am troubled by my sin. He is remorseful. And that's, that's a huge part of, of being convicted when, especially when you are convicted by the Lord for sin, it's when you're remorseful, it means that your heart is getting into the right place, you know, and we see that with David, that his heart is getting into the right place and that he accepts his punishment, confesses his sin, and he looks to God for help and salvation. And most, and you know, God forgives our sins when we ask for forgiveness And now I do say that some people, you know, they go, okay, everything is free and clear. Sometimes that's not the case. You know, you're forgiven by God, but there's things that implications, you know, from, from the sin that is committed, you know, there, you know, I know there, there are people that, they ended up turning their life to the Lord. Um, you know, one of a, a, a story that I heard was a man who he, you know, was part of a mob, and he he 
you know, he just lived however life was and he was, he was bad. And he ended up getting into a fight with somebody and he, he shot him and he left and ran away, shot this man and he, he ran away, went into Canada and then he, he just kept on the run. But while on the run, he ended up becoming a a believer. He was saved and became a Christian. And, you know, and it had been years. He hadn't been caught, nothing. And he lived under different alias. And he, you know, when he got saved, he ended up getting a wife and a child. And he could have just lived the rest of his life. And... He could have just lived the rest of his life, essentially doing, you know, not anybody knowing, but he knew in his heart. And I, and I know this was the Lord definitely speaking to him. He knew that there was still this, this active warrant out for him. And he ended up, you know, feeling convicted and, and he knew he knew, and it was the Lord speaking to him, that he needed to go and face what he had done. You know, yes, he had been forgiven by the Lord, but the Lord was, was saying, you have to face what you did, you know, because you did break the law. And so the man ended up, you know, kissing his wife and his child goodbye, thinking that this was probably the last time he'd ever seen him. He went in and turned himself in and he was arrested and he pleaded guilty, you know, to what he had done. And the judge when passing sentence, you know, the, the man was expecting that he was going to go to prison, you know, and everybody thought he was going to go to prison and the judge didn't give him a prison sentence. He gave him a practically a second chance at life, which, you know, that's grace. That's grace right there because the man did not deserve freedom, but it was the fact that the man had changed his life and knowing that he had a warrant out, he came and turned himself in and was willing to take the punishment that that spoke to the judge. And that's just how it is. You know, sometimes you still have to face and it's not the case with everybody. And I know that there have been some that they still have to face prison because of what they did, you know, and, and it's hard, you know, but it's like, you, you, you tell those, especially those who have to face a prison sentence that go and serve it and let the Lord change you there and, you know, be a witness to those in there that haven't had that change like you have. And, and so there is some of those repercussions that happen, you know, and, but I just want to say, you know, God is still good, you know, and, and when we do sin, 
you know, God does forgive us for our sins. And that, you know, and he will convict our hearts and what we need to do going forward. And so, you know, it, it's what it is. And it's just so amazing to just look at this. And even David, you know, his thing was just continue to press into the Lord. And that's just thing. The thing is, is the enemy likes to put condemnation And even if you ask for forgiveness, like the enemy will try to still put condemnation saying, well, you're not forgiven. You're not forgiven. You know, don't let that knock on your door. Just keep going, keep going and pressing into the Lord and, and just know that you've been forgiven and, and he's going to help you to you know, in in your walk and help you to not go back that way, you know, especially if you have a heart, you know, such like David, where it's just such a heart to, you know, you're so repentant. You know, I know like in my heart, there's been times it's like, I realize that I've done the Lord wrong and it's just like, I've sinned and I've been so repentant and it's like, I don't want to ever go back that way. And it's, it, it it causes me to the point, like, even if it, there's that temptation, I'm like crying going, no, I don't want to go down this way. And, and I, I turn away from it. So that was pretty much Psalm 38 put in into, because just because of something the Lord was dealing with my heart. And I think that's just how the Lord is. That's how good he is, is he knows the the situation and and you'll be reading this word and he'll just speak to your heart through through a, a a bible story and he just he speaks to your heart about something that you know he wants to bring to your attention and it's and that's what I you know want to just challenge people is allow the lord to just speak to your heart in that area you know when when you're getting into the word, just tell, you know, ask the Lord before you start reading that speak to my heart, Lord, you know, about my life. And as I read your word, even if I don't understand, speak to my life and he will. And so that's essentially Psalm 38. And so I'm kind of jumping back in, into Uh, chapter 31 of Numbers, and we see with, you know, this is the vengeance on the Midianites, and I just want to say that what had happened was previous chapters after the the incident with Balak and, and Balaam, the story of Balak and Balaam, you know, the Israelites fell, and as I was talking about, the enemy tries to you know, distract us from our promise. And just as, you know, many in Israel died because of their sins because of that, the Midianites ended up dying because of their attempt to corrupt God's people. And it's something that, you know, I talked about in Psalm 37 that we're just to continue to press into the Lord even when it just seems like evil is is conquering because the Lord is still on the throne and the people that are on unrepentant those who are still being used by the enemy for his 
his evil desires, you know, it's, their time will come up. And those who do evil, their time will come up. And this happened with the Midianites. And we see here that what ends up happening is it almost ends up, you know, being a train wreck. And and people go, why is Moses so mad when he comes out? And I can understand, like, new believers not understanding that. But what it was was that the the army hadn't even killed the women and... And the boys, which were younger, they they weren't in in the military. They were young boys, and they and women who had slept with a man. They had brought them in, and and Moses was reminding them that it was these same women that that had caused them to to stray. And he's like, "You're just in 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 inviting." temptation back in and you're just inviting that temptation back in and I think as believers we really need to be careful as well that we don't when we go away from sin I guess this is all tying in when we walk away from our old life when we walk away from you know something that was causing us to sin we shouldn't bring stuff in that brings that temptation back on. You know, it's just like alcoholics, you know, when they're in treatment, they're not even allowed to have, you know, I know for sure here in Wyoming, I don't know anywhere else, but I know for sure here in Wyoming, the treatment centers will not allow even the mouthwash in they're not allowed to have mouthwash and it's just because you know there's slight trace of alcohol and and alcoholics will will drink mouthwash and I know you know I knew of somebody that had an alcohol problem and even when they took the booze away they were still drinking mouthwash because of of their alcoholism and and that was to that point, they realized, oh, you can't even have mouthwash. And so it, there's things that, you know, it's, you know, don't bring stuff in or don't allow yourself to be tempted. Don't open the door to to allow something for you to be tempted to go back down that old road. You know, I know as well, like for those who struggle with online pornography a lot of times they will actually not have technology they won't get internet they'll just go and use internet like at a public library where they know they cannot look at at pornography there and and keep their home technology free you know that's just how it is you know because they don't want that temptation coming knocking on their door and and that's just something that we have to think about is when we're in our relationship with the Lord, don't allow things to, to tempt you to go back to your old life. And that means that yeah, it means sometimes that you have to let go of some friends because they tempt you to not follow the Lord. 
it could also mean letting go of, you know, especially if you're in, I'm not saying marriage, but, you know, if you're not married and you're, you have a boyfriend or girlfriend that brings you down in your relationship with the Lord, it, it might even mean saying, sorry, I'm breaking up with you, you know, and I did have to give that advice to, to someone this week, you know, that if this person doesn't respect your beliefs in the Lord and they're cutting them down, then you need to dump them, you know, they're not going to give you the respect that you, that, that the Lord wants you to have, you know, and, and they're not going to be able to show the same love to you that, that the Lord wants them to have. And so essentially, you know, you have to be careful. And so that's what ends up happening. And so they end up dividing the spoils. And I, I like how this says though, in here that the, the, the commanders come and they say, not one person is missing after this battle. I mean, the Lord's hand was on them that not one person was missing. And so when we go into battle, you know, spiritual battle, the Lord's going to be there with us. And, you know, just take heart in that, you know, that, you know, he's there with you in the battle and he's going to get you through it. And so that's essentially numbers that I wanted to talk about and so we're going to take a break and I'm going to jump into the last chapter of Mark. And we're back and we're going into Mark chapter 16 and the this is so amazing because it's the resurrection you know it's Jesus he rose from the grave he's risen and it's just so neat that he ends up showing himself to you know women first and um just showing that you know God had had a heart for women as well you know it's it was just amazing, and, you know, he ends up appearing, and I just want to take, you know, for this last segment, you know, and he ends up giving this command, and, and you know, we see, we talked about, you know, go and make disciples, and when we were doing the book of Matthew, but in the book of Mark, he says to him, he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. On my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. So... Essentially, when we read this, you know, it's just, it's a command for us that, you know, we're to go out and drive out demons. You know, we're to go and make disciples. We're to reach out to the lost and make disciples. And that 
this is going to follow us that, you know, in Jesus's name, we're going to drive out demons. We're going to speak in new tongues. We're going to pick up snakes, which I, I'm sorry. I, there are some, I do want to say there are some that some churches they have, they're called snake churches and they have like poisonous snakes. And I mean, this is not saying, you know, giving you permission. Because like here, I'm, I live in Wyoming. And we have what's called rattlesnakes and they're poisonous. It doesn't give me permission to go out and pick up a rattlesnake and do whatever I want and say, oh, he's going to bite me. I'm not going to get. No, it's saying that, you know, they, there would be snakes in their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. what is saying and and it refers back to to Paul um Paul ended up he was we'll read in the book of Acts where they're shipwrecked and there's this fire they start a fire and a snake comes out and he's bit it's a venomous viper it bites him and you know he But he he didn't swell up. He didn't die. And these people thought, oh, he's going to die. And he didn't. And they were like, whoa. And it's just saying, you know, the Lord's hand is upon us. And that what it is that's speaking to my heart. And it's been speaking to my heart. Because I've been studying the book of Acts in a class that I'm taking. And so it's been really neat. Because there are many in this world that say that the signs and wonders and the gifts of the Holy Spirit died or, you know, stopped working when the apostles were gone. And some say it was when Jerusalem fell. There's all, there's never a date. And because here's the thing, the book of Acts has never ended. Yes, there's chapter 28. You, you end up reading chapter 28 and it's done. But it doesn't mean the church is done. No. The church is still here. And then the gifts of the Spirit, signs and wonders, they're all still active. You know, I know of evangelists and missionaries and that go into places. And I'm not going to say these places because some of them are very dangerous places. But they go into places where the gospel hasn't gone. And... I just want to say these, it's amazing to see and hear what God is doing, that there are lepers still being healed. There are people being raised from the dead. There are deaf and blind people being healed. People who were demon possessed are, you know, the demons are getting casted out. We are still commissioned by Jesus to heal people we're still commissioned to pray over people who you know or drive out demons to pray over those pray for the sick and they will get well it doesn't say they might get well we're to place our hands on sick people and they will get well you know we're supposed to stand on that and believe in that and in the instances, you know, that for some reason, if you end up getting 
bit by a poisonous snake, yes, still go to the hospital, but I don't know, believe that, that there's, you're not going to be affected by the poison. I actually knew somebody, he was my neighbor, he actually got bit by a rattlesnake, and he was a believer, but he also did these, like, little tricks, and it's just because he grew up in, like, the old, old days. He was actually a World War II vet. He's, he's now with the Lord. You know, he, he moved on, and he actually was bit by a rattlesnake, and what he did was he took, he took chewing tobacco and put it on the wound. And, but I know his wife, I think she prayed over him. And he was never affected by it. Now, it's like, I think that was the Lord's hand on him, you know, because the Lord's hand on him wasn't, was on him in so many situations, even in World War II, just hearing some of the stories. And I didn't get to hear all the stories, but, you know, he was at Iwo Jima and I mean, he came back home and you know, I know he struggled for years with with God forgiving him because yes, he he did have to shoot people. He did have a bounty on his head from from the Japanese because he had shot down some of their aircraft, and um, he struggled with that because he's like, I killed another person, especially when his heart because you know. He went to the same church we did, and his heart was for, for missions. And and he said, you know, they, they probably didn't know the gospel. And that was what was hard for him, was that. And so, I know he dealt with that for years, but I know he's with the Lord, you know. And, you know, he started having visions of heaven. And I think he's, you know, I know for sure that he's with the Lord, and and he's with my grandma and stuff, and... I know they're having a good time up there, so, but, you know, my heart's desire, you know, with, as we celebrate the resurrection is that, you know, we're coming to a really amazing time in, in church history. We're, we're coming to this time where, you know, cause I know we're getting closer and closer to the Lord Jesus coming back. And my heart's desire has been, as I've been reading the book of Acts, just that, you know, to see the the same things that and experience the same things that the the apostles and the early church did, you know, to see the healings, to see people's lives dramatically you know, dramatically changed, you know, and and it's coming. And and so I just want to say, you know, get a heart for that, you know, and and get excited because it means, I mean, the Lord is moving and, and, you know, as we'll read in Luke, when people are being saved, you know, there's a party going on in heaven when people are saved. And I think that's something we should get excited about is when the Lord's going to move, it means that more people, the church is going to expand, which means that more people are coming into the kingdom, which is a party, you know, that we should celebrate. So that's in essence what I wanted to 
you know, talk about in today's episode. And so for the next episode, uh, we're going to, we're almost done with numbers. So we're going to read and discuss numbers chapter 32, verse one through chapter 33, verse 56. Uh, we're going to read Psalm 39 verses 1 through 9. I don't think we'll talk about Psalm 39 on the next one. And then Proverbs chapter 7 verses 6 through 9. And Luke chapter 1 verses 1 through 25. Which is, is going to be cool. I love going into the book of Luke. And so um, I'm going to end in a prayer. And I just want to say thank you Lord Jesus for... Lord, what you did on the cross for us. And that, Lord, I just thank you, God, that for the forgiveness of sins we have. And that, Lord, I just thank you that by your stripes we are healed. And that, Lord, our old lives are changed. That, Lord, old addictions are gone. You know, alcoholism is gone. Pornography is gone. Lord, um, just the temptation to, to live in depression is gone. Lord, you heal all of us, Lord, and, and you make, you know, you turn, you know, take our ashes and, and you make things that are beautiful, you know, and so, Lord, we just thank you for that, and Lord, just enter into our lives, and we welcome you, Lord, just to move through us supernaturally, Lord God, use us, Lord, just put people across our paths, Lord God, for, for us to reach to in these days. And that, Lord, we just worship you. We magnify you. Lord, continue to reveal yourself to us in, our, in, in the daily readings. Speak to our hearts, Lord. And we just thank you, God, for, for who you are, that you never change, and, and for your love. We just give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day, you guys. Mm-hmm.